stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. I wanted to talk a little bit off the top of this hour, though, about what, and I don't know if it's an issue necessarily in this election. I remember um, four years ago, 2013, in Airdrie, there was a, a slate of candidates, or actually there were like a party of candidates, Team Airdrie or something like that. And it caught a lot of attention because we're really not used to that in Alberta. And now this time around, uh, 2017, we have got, uh, for example, there's a slate of candidates running for school board. They've identified themselves uh, as the, um, I think they're students first. Again, I, I may, may have that wrong. Anyway, and there's a perception that there are some less obvious slates, like union-backed candidates or more conservative-minded candidates, or maybe candidates might have some vague connection to the Manning Center or something along those lines. But Again, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing for like-minded candidates to say, you know, we would work together on advancing certain causes and even uniting under a banner. You know, well, for us, we're going to work together. We've got these these issues that we all have agreed are important. And that way, if you elect all of us, we'll be there in, in strong numbers to make sure we can get these things done. I mean, in Vancouver, for example, they have municipal political parties that, that politicians belong to. Obviously, we, you know, our municipal system of government works differently than provincially or federally. But is it necessarily a bad thing? The candidates ha- have a banner to help identify who they are and what they stand for. Uh, joining us on the line for some thoughts, very pleased to welcome the program Tom Flanagan, Professor Emeritus of Political Science at the University of Calgary, a political veteran himself. Tom, great to have you with us here. Welcome to the program. Oh, hi, Rob. Uh, you know, it's interesting because Calgary once did have municipal political parties, didn't we? Well, we must be going pretty far back in pretty time. Pretty far back, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a long time. I can't, re- I can't remember it, frankly. Um, you know, there's a strong nonpartisan tradition in Alberta. Uh, it's about 100 years old and it was uh, sort of imported from the United States in the progressive movement around the First World War. And uh, Alberta's had a long series of political parties which have claimed to be not really political parties or not parties like other parties. So you go back to the United Farmers of Alberta, uh, Social Credit, which called itself a league, uh, Reform Party, which uh, emphasized how it was different from all other political parties. So there's a deep uh, strain of anti-partyism in political culture in Alberta, uh, which doesn't mean that parties would be a bad idea uh, in municipal politics, but that's just, uh, you know, it's just sort of a fact that the People are not used to thinking of political parties at the municipal level, and there's a kind of a, a negative reaction against it. I know in the last election, the Manning Center uh, tried to organize not a party or a slate exactly, but to give some help to like-minded candidates. Uh, it's hard to say whether it backfired or not, but then it became a, a subject of attack by Mayor Nenshi and others that, uh, you know, this kind of uh, Party effort, partisan effort, has no place in uh, in municipal politics. So uh, this time, uh, not so much. People seem to be running uh, pretty much as individuals. Um, but you know, there is something to be said for the idea of a slate or a party or something. Because I'll tell you, as a voter, it is very hard to figure out what candidates stand for. Yeah, uh, they all say much the same thing. 
uh, you know, they all want to be accountable and they all want to be careful with money, or so they say. Um, you can look at voting records, and some candidates do put up their voting record, but unless you're a very close student of municipal politics or school board politics, you know, you won't really know what many of these votes meant because uh, you won't know what was in the motions and, uh, and that may have been part of some larger game, which isn't apparent. So, I mean, that's one thing that parties do. They do uh, clarify what candidates stand for. And uh, if you look around the world, smaller cities may have nonpartisan politics, but cities the size of Calgary uh, typically have parties. Uh, in most countries, it would be the national parties who also run candidates mm-hmm. for local office. That's the way it is in Great Britain or Germany or uh, or France, uh, you know, to take three examples. Um you know the world's a big place. I'm sure there's exceptions, but uh, I think I think we're kind of the uh, the exception here in having sizable cities uh, without any uh, organizations that structure the, the choice for the voters so that they have some clear idea of what they're uh, what they're voting for. Yeah, that to me I, I think is important because it is it is difficult to to know who stands for what, and I, I think it gives it, it, there's a real built-in advantage for incumbents, especially in municipal elections. It seems to me. Absolutely, yeah, and on council as well. Uh, I haven't done the numbers, but I'm pretty sure that there's a, there's a huge advantage to uh, to being an incumbent, and um, uh, you know the way the system works. Leaving the mayor aside, that's a little bit different, but. For councillors, they typically come out of some sort of ultra-local politics, like community associations and local clubs, and they get a they get a, a network of people that they know, and then they build on that. And these are low turnout elections, where you know typically less than forty percent of people vote. So uh, it's really a case of turnout. If you can identify some supporters and get them to the polls. You could win without necessarily persuading uh, anybody else uh, that your views are worth endorsing. It's more a combination of name recognition and turnout exercise. Um, so that's what we, you know, that's the way the system works, and that's what we get. Uh, we get counselors that um, are locally well known from something they've done, and then they, if they can get elected, they typically stay on council quite a long time. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I'm not saying it's a bad system, but what is missing in it is. Uh, any kind of clear choice for voters. Yeah, and there seems to be this perception that we want uh, independently-minded counselors because, you know, they're going to have to compromise, uh, you know, they got to get things passed. There's, you know, there's there's that side of it, too. And, and that's fine. I mean, you know, counselors can still work together, but there's nothing wrong with the fact that you got politicians coming at the question with different kinds of philosophies. Yeah, things. you know, and it's often said that, you know, people say things like, well, there's no... Uh, no partisan way of picking up garbage or shoveling the snow. These are just services uh, with no partisan dimension. But in fact, there is uh, there are big philosophical questions there. I mean, should uh, should these services be performed as provincial? Uh, excuse me, as municipal monopolies by organized labor, or should um, should they be contracted out as they are in many cities, including Toronto, at least partially, and. Uh, you know, there's quite a bit of evidence that you can get more for your money by uh, contracting these these services to private bidders, and that's uh, you know both a question of effectiveness and also a philosophical question. So, you know, I don't think that there are really very many truly neutral 
questions that don't have some philosophical dimension attached to them is how you how you ought to approach them. But that's what's missing right now. Somebody runs for council and he says, "Well, I favor better use of taxpayers' money, and I want to, uh, uh, you know, I'm going to be accountable to the people in my ward, and on and on and on." But right. uh, you know, how does he? Ab- these are all objectives that uh, everybody would endorse, but uh, the, the differences arise in how you think you can reach them, and that's what's usually missing in uh, in a campaign. So, uh, but anyway, uh, you know, I'm not saying Calgary's a terrible city. I think it's a great place to live, <laughs> sure. and compared to a lot of places, I think it's been reasonably well uh, reasonably well governed in the past. So, I think the system that we have has worked tolerably well, but it does favor name recognition over any kind of clear uh, clear discussion of policy uh, proposals and so uh, you know you only get change when people get angry at what they think they've seen over a period of years and you know like now there's a bit of an anti-tax mood which has finally built up um, as taxes have, have soared over the last uh, seven or eight years uh, you know it takes quite a while for that to build up um, maybe it will have some impact this time but there was never at all really clear debate about what the tax level ought to be and how could taxes be lowered by saving money, contracting out services, or things like that. The, you know, the really important questions were never discussed. Uh, so, so we stagger along, and uh, you know, I think we're doing okay as a city. Um, but uh, when you look at the way decisions are made, I think there is a definite absence of public debate about. Uh, you know, about the right way to do things. And compare that to provincial or federal politics. Like there are, There's going to be a clear difference between the new UCP and the NDP, and voters are going to be able to make some kind of choice on the whole approach to government. And federally, there are some pretty clear differences between the federal parties. Um, so I, I think choice is, 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 is facilitated uh, by that. Yeah, I think so. Uh, we'll leave it there, Tom. Appreciate your insight on this. Thanks for making some time for us here. Okay, Rob. Bye-bye. Take care. Tom Flanagan, Professor Emeritus, Political Science, University of Calgary. I tend to agree with him. I think it would add maybe some more clarity to municipal elections to really get a better sense of, well, who's who's coming from where? Because everyone says the same thing. He's right. You know, more accountability at City Hall. Well, yeah, okay, but what does that mean? How do you think the city ought to be governed? I think if you had political parties that existed at the municipal level, they could really articulate, look, this is where we come from, and this is what we support. And you know someone running under that banner. that is, You get a real clear sense then of what they stand for. I don't think that's a bad thing. People don't want to belong to these political parties. They don't have to. So I don't see the fact that people are running under a slate, which is not quite a party, but it's almost like a shared version of, of certain philosophies that we agree on these things, and if you elect us, we'll all work toward those same goals. I don't think that's a, anything sinister. On either the right or the left. Anyway, 403-974-8255. Back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.